What is up, all you denizens of podcast land out there? It is time for your Saturday morning hangover cure. Yes, it is time for Sports Frenzy 2.0, the weekend edition. Fry up that bacon. Get that coffee percolating. Get those aspirin down your gullet. You know what to do. Why do we have to keep telling you this? This, of course, hitting on August the 26th, 2023, recording on August the 23rd. We start off, as always, with music. And this is a jam-packed special episode of the Weekend Edition because we we have never done this many concerts in one episode ever before. Not even close. Dave was at all of them. I was at a few of them. We're going to start off chronological order. Travel back in time. To last Thursday night, August the 17th, 2023, from the Hard Rock Casino in Gary, Indiana. Bucket list for me. Bucket list for your wife, Mrs. C. Second time for me for Extreme. Of course, along with Living Color, great double bill. Let us get into Living Color and Extreme. Now, of course, I have always bitched, pissed, moaned, and complained about the fact that I have never gotten to see a full headliner set from Living Color the three times I've seen them. So, of course, this was going to be no exception. We got a little bit of a spoiler, a little bit of a teaser from (laughs) Mrs. C, who heard on the radio that this show was a little more cover heavy than a typical living color show. And it was, but I think my problem with it was more, I, I know living color. I am a connoisseur. They're one of my favorite bands. I've got all their albums. I've listened to all of them multiple times and they seem to be stuck on some songs that they seem to think, we all love, they love, and they seem to forego the, stuff the true that classics. We really, the true really classics. want to hear. We got silver, blue, and golded on this one. We got bad company a couple times because I thought of another one that they did not play that they should have played. So, Living Color starts off with a cover of Led Zeppelin's Rock and Roll. Fine. I, I have no cool. problem with that. That's a good, good intro. Yep, then we get Middleman and Desperate People. Of course, from the debut album, awesome, awesome stuff. Yep. And then Glamour Boys, of course. Always a fun one. Then things kind of go astray. Yeah. Then we get the short tribute to Sinead O'Connor. Now, Corey Glover can sing the label on a Campbell's can of chicken noodle soup and make it sound awesome yeah he, he, he could put that into the top 40 with right. his voice so i i'm down with anything he wants to sing so i'm not complaining but here we go why do they always feel like they need to play ignorance is bliss i don't know it's not a strong song it is not one of their strongest songs yet they seem to play it every time that i see them live then they do their tribute to the anniversary of hip hop. Yep. That's fine. 
where I almost got hit in the face by the woman next to yeah. me being an idiot. Why? Why Elvis is dead? Again, that's I'm I'm borderline on Elvis is dead because I like the song, but again, given it's, what it's they left them. out, given what they left out, this should have been left out. And then the rest of the set, I didn't have a problem with. Times up, cult of personality, and then. Should I stay or should I go? Where, of course, the drummer wanted to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wanted to leave before they started. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But yeah, the two songs, the two glaring omissions that bother me, and I know one of them for sure bothers Open Dave. Open letter to a landlord. Yes, yes. Gotta hear open letter. Come and on. And then I need to hear type. I love There type. you go. Biggest hit off their second album, Time's Up. But yeah, I don't understand why they're obsessed with Ignorance is Bliss, Elvis is Dead. Those should have been removed for the two we wanted to hear. Right. So, again, I'm not going to complain about anything Living Color does because they are above the fray to me. They they cannot do no, they cannot do anything wrong. No, because they make everything they do sound good. Right. So again, Stellar opening set but i will complain about the set list and again yes. i want to hear a full headliner set at some point in time from living color so then we move on to extreme did not disappoint in the least except for one song i will complain you about got one bad song. companied no 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 not... oh no just one that they put in right okay so we got nearly two hours out of Extreme. And they covered their entire career beautifully. They hit the top songs from all albums. We're not going to go through all 20 songs, but yes, 20 songs set, almost two hours. We did not get any Van Halen. Well, we did. Not just the Gary Sharon era Van Halen. Right. We you got, had Nuno doing his little I believe guitar. that was Spanish Fly. Yeah that he did um and of course sitting on the speaker stack pointing up to the heavens yep awesome very awesome cool. awesome very very cool but uh they did a nice job covering the new album they did a great job covering their first album with a medley including of course kid ego which i wanted to hear yep, um i got play with me Yep, and I got a lot of the songs that I wanted to hear off some of their middle albums, let's say. Yeah. You know, because, of course, the second album, Porno Graffiti, is their most notable album. But then I got um, Take Us Alive out of Saudadas de Rock, which I just love. So Love good. that propulsive uh, feel to it. It yeah. is a fun, awesome song. Now, see, they've it's, got that down as Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee. That is what, not what not he played. That's not Flight of the Wounded Bumblebee. No. No, it is not. Somebody screwed up when they entered that in. No. I'm telling you, that's Spanish Fly. So. But, of course, they close out the regular set with Get the Funk Out. In between, they play everything from um, they get wholehearted in there and more, more than, than words. words, which is fine. I like how they spaced them out. 
put him in there, did not drag the show down. No, not at all. They kept it moving very well. Yep. Um, again, a lot of the songs that I'm not in with the extreme community, so I don't know how popular three sides of the story are. I don't know how popular Waiting for the Punchline is, albums three and four, but I love them. And we did get songs from those albums. Yeah. Like you said, they covered Cupid's dad everything. was awesome. I love the graphic they put up on the screen <laughs> yeah, behind. That was fun. Um, my was... only complaint about the entire set list was that why are they so obsessed with Small Town Beautiful? I don't Thinking know. Thinking that song is that good. <sighs> Other Side of the Rainbow, I get. That was okay. Fine. That's fun. That's fine. Small Town Small Beautiful. Small Town Beautiful. No, it does not. No. And then they do it in the encore to, to boot. Yeah, that, that was the wrong place for it. I would have rather heard Porno Graffiti. Absolutely. You know? But instead we get another mid to slow tempo balladish type song. It was misplaced. Yes. And that was the one flaw for me in the entire night. Yeah, and then they closed out with Rise. Right. The big one off the new album. Right. Which was perfect. Yep. So all in all, I can't be that critical of this show. I have to give it three and a half frenzies. Yep, Despite absolutely. the fact that I was tired, I was getting beat up by the water buffalo sitting <laughs> next to me. Yeah, uh, she, I she, still she, enjoy she, it thoroughly. Ooh, yeah, she should have had two seats. But again, the, the reason why I didn't go to the, the shows you're going to review next is because I was just so worn out from work, so tired. It was our fifth straight week of concerts Yep, with no you, time to relax, rest, You did rest, not have the up. benefit of having Friday off. No, I couldn't. I, I couldn't burn up that much vacation time. Yeah. Um, Whereas Mrs. C and I were able to take Friday off and Monday off. Right. So that made it easier to pull the Saturday, Sunday double. Right. Right. However, so, there were complications with that one. All right. Well, you need to fill all of us in because as we, now, did you rate the show? I put it with a three and a half with you yeah, as well. Three and a half frenzies. Because awesome of, show. Because of what was there that shouldn't have been and what was minor, missing. Minor flaws minor. in both set lists, but nothing that detracts from the fact you were you were watching two of the greatest bands in rock right now. Yeah. Bar none. Bar none. Very good stuff. Then we get into the next weekend of rock and roll. So Mrs. C and I are getting ready. We're we're Finishing up, going to get a good night's sleep Friday night into Saturday, head out a little early, get down, get the hotel. We've got it booked. Life is good. 11.40, we get a call from her mom. We got to take her dad to the emergency room because he's got stomach pain so bad he can't breathe. He's doubled over. He looks like death when we get there. And they're watching the youngest grandkids. So I'm like, all right, I will stay at the house. The kids are sleeping. I'll stay there in case they get up so somebody's there. Have Jen, take your mom and dad, go. This is, we get there about 11.50. They get back a little after three. 
after he gets the high potent antacids and everything. And he's just, he's himself. So all is good. We get back. It's 3.30 when we finally crash. And then we're up 8, 8.30 to get packed and ready to go to get out of long, long ass day. Yeah. But Saturday, Nickelback headlining. Brantley Gilbert setting him up, and the half hour before from Josh Ross was okay. This is a country set. So half hour from Ross, fine, whatever. A couple decent little songs in there. And then you get an hour and 10 minutes out of Brantley Gilbert. About an almost at 115. 17 songs. Really good. I would listen to more of his stuff. I, I kind of like some of the good country, and I liked enough of him that I, I can get into it and dig it a little bit. But he one cool couple cool things he did, Son of the Dirty South, he actually, which he sang, I can't remember who he did it with. It's kind of a rappy type thing. But he had a young fan who he met previously who told him that he could do it. And did it for him. And so he brought him on stage to do the rapping part, the Kai Speed. Kid was good. I'll give him that. Like a 12-year-old kid out there just nailed it. And then he debuts a song that he wrote. He's from Alabama. Grew up there. His mom was from Rushville, Indiana. And so occasionally they would come up and spend time with family, see the grandparents. So he wrote the song Indiana, kind of a lament that he didn't spend as much time with the family down in Rushville that he would have liked. Still very cool. Did the slideshow of the family. A neat little moment there with everybody there. But, you know, we got 17 songs out of them. Very good. During Indiana, he brought his, his wife and kids out and a nice little moment. And then his kids would run out on stage every so often with him, which was kind of cool. So really good family guy. I liked it. Good run. And then we got an hour and a half out of Nickelback. And they had one, two, three different little video interludes were dealing with their van from the cover of Get Rolling. Okay, could have done without that. It was decent, but they nailed it, hitting it off with San Quentin. I figured they would they would start with San Quentin, yeah. Yeah. Then saving me far away. Eh, okay. Little interlude, and then you come out with animals someday, worthy to say, figured it out, a cover of Hero. Cool thing they did, cover a Copperhead Road. They had Josh Ross come out for the second verse, and then Brantley Gilbert come out for the third verse and finish up. So that, that was neat, bringing everybody together on that. Um... Another little interlude, then High Time, which was fun, then Photograph. Then uh, they brought out a friend of theirs from Ireland to sing Rockstar. Those Days, How You Remind Me. 
then we hit the encore gotta be somebody and i was getting pissed i was getting pissed i I just looked over at the set list waiting for it i'm like they're gonna freaking burn me but no they closed out with burn it to the ground they were awesome kruger was having a blast up there he was having fun. I mean, he was just saying how much fun he had and said, I'm sorry, I need to ask you guys if you're enjoying this show. <laughs> but I wasn't thrilled with the set list. It went more of the the milder stuff. I really had wanted them to rock out more. Yeah, I can tell. But figuring with the country, I'm not surprised. But it was still kind of a disappointing set list. Even though they nailed everything, it sounded good. For me, it wasn't everything I wanted. To right. Hear. Well, you and I, I think we both like uh, the harder horse. stuff. Dark Horse, the High Road. Yeah. Um, I'm actually impressed they played Figured You Out. That's one of my that favorites. Was, they yeah. did, that was fun. That was. But yeah, fun. I would I would have been right there with you. You know, it, by the time we're getting to 19 songs, where is Burn It to the Ground? Yeah, I was waiting. Something in your mouth. He even yeah, referenced it. Yeah, he no. even referenced it before Did he really? they. Yeah. And we still didn't get it. Ugh. So frustrating. And despite the fact there are all the haters out there, they do have a crap ton of songs to pick from. Oh, they from. do. So, again, I looking at the set list as you pre- just presented to me for the first time, I, I can see what you're saying. It does seem a little bit. Heavy on the mid-tempo ballads. Yeah. A little bit light on the, the more na- down-and-dirty, nasty rockers that yeah, we love. we prefer. Yes. But knowing they went more but with they the got country a couple in there. set, they got, got a, a few. Well, but, and the other thing is, the new album is not that strong. No, it's not. Outside of San Quentin, um, uh, you know, seeing those days in high time, I'm like, don't need those songs. Just sorry, they're not up to the snuff, up to the level of the, pa- the past expect. Nickelback classics that we love. Yeah, yeah there's not. So, okay. So, so what do you, you give go. that review overall? Overall for the night, I'll, uh, everything was great. I have to knock it down a little bit because of Nickelback's set list that I'm not happy with. I'll give them a three overall for the night. So still enjoyable from both. Moving on then to Sunday night. Uncle Cracker opening for ZZ Top and Leonard Skinner. Yes, Leonard Skinner is back. So Uncle Cracker did his little half hour set. You know, you got nobody sat on a Saturday night. Then he did the cover of All Summer Long, which he let everybody know he co-wrote with Kid Rock. So he gets to do it carte blanche then follow me good to be me reason to drink when the sun goes down the cover of the kenny chesney smile and then his cover adrift away that's the only one what I know. you would expect yeah that's the only one i know i mean uh, you would know follow me maybe but maybe there you go decent Everybody's just kind of, ah, okay, yay, you're opening up, we're getting settled in. We're here now. Hour and 15 minutes from ZZ Top. That, I, I'm just looking at it. That set list looks phenomenal. This was a brilliant 
set list. I love starting off with it. one of my favorites. Got me under pressure. Then they do, and I, I thank you, which they've covered. It's on their greatest hits. Waiting for the bus. Jesus just left Chicago. Give me all your love and pearl necklace. I'm bad. I'm nationwide. Gots to get paid. My head's in Mississippi. Do a little cover of 16 tons. Just got paid. Then you get sharp dressed man and legs. And then they run off because they got to change jackets and come out to finish up with off their first album, Brown Sugar. Then Tube Snake Boogie. And of course, the one everybody waited for close out with LaGrange. Yeah, see, now so when we saw good. them, I think I complained because I didn't get the two sex songs. Right. I don't think they played. They didn't do Pearl Necklace or Tube Snake Boogie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very but, bitter about that. But they hit those. And during LaGrange and, oh, God, what was the other one? Nationwide. Gibbons is playing along, and then he just takes his right hand away instead of strumming, and he's just playing the frets, moving his fingers up and down and doesn't miss a beat with it. Absolutely phenomenal to watch him play. So good. I was happy. I loved the set list. No complaints at all from ZZ Top. They're just kind of... Oh shucks, we're just here. <laughs> with the new bass awesome. player. With the new bass player, their former guitar tech. He came out with this monster beast of a bass to start out with that was insane. Yeah. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. It's it was ridiculous. fun. And it, it's because he's been with them for so long. You we miss Dusty, but he didn't miss a beat with the way he and Billy interacted going back and forth. Very well done. Couldn't have been happier with it. And then Frank on the drums was just solid as always. Then headlining out with Skinnerd. Before they come out, they do their little 50th anniversary video, the whole history of the band to Thunderstruck. And then they come out with working for MCA, then they do Skinnerd Nation. And then we get into the run where I'm like, this is what I dreaded with what's your name, that smell, yeah, and I, I know a why little. Why would you dread that? Because they're overplayed. Uh, no, they're not. They're overplayed on the radio. No, they're not. But Maybe then they, what's your name? That smell is not overplayed on the radio. Yeah, what's your name is. But then you get Whiskey Rocker Roller, Saturday Night Special, and the one I was thrilled to get, The Ballad of Curtis Lowe. So good. And then in homage to their latest fallen comrade, they did Tuesday's Gone. Gary Rosington. To Gary Rosington. So, and then Give Me Back My Bullets. I can give or take. Then Jen got her simple man. And at that point, her hips were starting to bother her. And we're like, 
do we want to stay and get home at two or if we leave now we can be home before one we'd seen him before it'd been a long weekend we decided to go after simple man just as they start in with give me three steps and then they went in with call me the breeze looked up online after then they hit of course sweet home alabama and then they come back for the encore with freebird we hated to miss it but at that point on the weekend we were dying so yeah See, that's i don't where I'd regret, be torn that's where i would be torn i don't that- regret getting home a little over an hour before i wouldn't have let you guys go if i'd been there so. i'll tell you that right now you know i'm not that's why another reason why it was good i didn't go that's probably because, a good thing because if i would were, never we, have said you were gonna leave before freebird if i'm in i'm all in on that so i've seen it twice already i don't I'm care fine. you cannot miss freebird you cannot if you're me if you're me that's fine and again i wasn't there but so. i wasn't happy because it was the constant I can't hear you. Right. And you Sing. know I hate that. You know I hate Get that your stuff. hands up. I hate that. Stuff. I can't hear you. Are you out there? That's constantly throughout every song. That's what we got and I was done at that point. I was ready to go because it just drove me insane hearing that. That's why I've never wanted to see Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. because i've heard that we've, he we've does. seen skinner before and they have not done that no no when you told me about sunday that, night they did that and i'm like i'm done i can't i can't yeah it burned me out and that's why i had no issue bailing early i still would never been able to, to bail without hearing so. freebird so what was the rating for that night overall for the night i'll still give it a three Three? Okay. The Nickelback set list, I agree, looks a little weak. Skinner and ZZ Top to me looks perfect. It's what you it's what you yeah. would expect. And yep. they even said that they usually don't do it, but they wanted to bring it out. So to get Curtis Low, I was thrilled. That was a bonus yeah, for there's me. There's no reason why you shouldn't play that. Yeah. There's no reason That's why the you first play out that. of Three times I've seen them. That's the first time they played it. All right. Music news to wrap up segment one. We have new GNR, new Guns N' Roses, which we will review next week here on Sports Frenzy, the weekend edition. The song is Perhaps, and eventually the B-side, The General, is going to be out. And we'll give you that when it is. And I have heard rumblings, rumors that, again, a lot of the stuff comes from the Chinese democracy, Axel era. Yeah. That they're reworking these songs, redoing them. Sebastian <clears throat> Bach has come out and said he's heard The General, and it is one of the heaviest, epic, nastiest songs he's ever heard. Wow. And this is the B-side of perhaps oh when my. they release the vinyl single here in a couple months. Very cool. So we will definitely, high, high praise coming from Mr. Bach. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely have the general <clears throat> for you 
in the coming weeks and months. But next week, we will have our review of perhaps Dirty Honey, new album, Can't Find the Breaks, will be out November the 3rd. Yep, you know we're going to have that for you. Finally. This is the one you've been waiting to break upon me. Yes. We wondered with Rival Sons, why is the new album, Dark Fighter, only eight songs? Why does it seem like it's, for all the time they've taken off, so short? So the album's great. Don't get me wrong. Great album. It leaves you wanting more, though. Well, guess what's coming out October the 20th? A four-song EP. six-song EP. Ah. We have a six-song EP coming out October the 20th called Lightbringer. And the first single is out. Dark Fighter, Lightbringer. Hmm. So a six-song LP slash EP from Rival Sons coming out October the 20th. The first single is out. It is called Sweet Life. We will have that for you next week here on you know Sports that's Frenzy, right. the weekend edition. But yes, this kind of explains, helps fill in the gaps uh, as to why they didn't put out a 10 or 12 song album. They just had a little bit too much. Yeah. 14 songs might might have that, been a little too much. It might have been a little much. So two smaller do the dark and the light. Yep. We'll see how that rolls. Yep. And of course, we will have a review of them live in concert next month. Woohoo! Along with Smashing Pumpkins. But that's it for music. Movie reviews up next. Dave and I will be right back. Hello, this is Will Smith. You might know me as the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You might also know me from Bad Boys 1, Bad Boys 2, and Bad Boys for Life. And now you must also know me as an Academy Award-winning actor for King Richard. Also by now, you know there are two things I do not like people talking about in my presence. Namely, my open marriage and my wife's lack of hair. Well, now, there is a third thing you do not talk about in front of Will Smith. You do not talk about Sports Frenzy 2.0. My boys, Kevin Dave, will hitch slap the sports world in Hollywood each and every week on Sports Frenzy 2.0 and the Weekend Edition on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher. Just remember, keep Sports Frenzy's name out your damn mouth. All right, kids, your head shouldn't be hammering as bad as it was earlier. You're feeling better with some food in your belly, a little coffee, caffeine getting you rolling. So now we're talking movies on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Amazon, Audible, iHeart, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitch. <laughs> For the last week. For the last week, we have Stitcher. All right. Talking movies here. August 26th, when this drops, we're recording the 23rd. He's the maestro, Kevin Crane. He's a conquistador, Dave Height. 
Then we got, like I said, it's movie time. I've two got a, ve two very different movie reviews. Let's put it that way. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Right, right. So Dave's got the action, the bloody action, and I have got the pretentious Hollywood shit. <laughs> let's let's start off on the high. Yes, go and ahead. we'll end in please, the gutter. Please, yes. So, from the creators of John Wick. We had literally family movie night. Mrs. C, the boys, myself, and my mom, because she likes the John Wick stuff. We watched the Nazi killing adventure Sisu. Oh my God, what a blood fest. What an action-packed, non-stop, limited dialogue, over-the-top, action glory this dude is the first incarnation of rambo and then some absolutely everybody absolutely freaking love this movie your mom oh yeah totally into it cool this very is, cool. She likes this type of thing very cool she doesn't like horror movies or the superhero movies but these shoot 'em up bloodbaths, she's all in on. Where the bad guy gets his comeuppance yep. in the worst way possible. Yeah. As they said in the trailer, this is the most fun you will have killing Nazis. It's great. It's. Yeah. The st <laughs> I, I can't give more away because you're going to be. Yeah, I, I am going to be reviewing this in two weeks. We've got our movie set aside for next week. Dave and I will both be reviewing The Flash yep. as that hits max this... here this weekend as we're we're talking to you. Yeah. You can go out and watch The Flash right now. But uh This this is cool. They set it up chapters to flow through. That's always kind of cool how they do that. The special effects and just everything over the top. I got to give it three and a half. Yeah, I cannot it wait. It was so much fun. Well, I cannot wait to watch this movie. Again, my review in two weeks. But uh, as usual, Dave gets to go to the, see these movies before I do. Ah! This, this, ah! The boys saw it in the theater. And we yeah. picked it up on DVD. We got it. And we decided we're doing family movie night. And... Boom. Something about family movie night and Sisu just <laughs> doesn't seem like it fits. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to know my family. Yeah. <laughs> my boys have taken after me on this. I've been a bad influence on my wife, and my mom's learned to roll with it over the years between me, my brother, and my dad. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Cannot wait to watch it again. I will review it in a couple weeks but yeah we can we can delve into some of the some finer of, yeah, points get some more details involved yes. there i unfortunately end up as i usually do with the short end of the stick i am the idiot that decided to go with the pretentious movie that just hit peacock here within the last couple weeks yes that would be wes anderson's asteroid city now, it has an all-star cast, 
you know, this this is one in the previews. It looked like it could be really damn good or it was going to sunk donkey balls. Uh, go with donkey balls. Go with donkey balls, Dave. Go with donkey balls. I will avoid it like the plague. Yes. This, the cast is ridiculous. This is the kind of stuff. I reviewed this on IMDb last night, by the way. I had to review this to tell people, stay away! Stay the fuck away! See, that's the thing. Wes Anderson is either great or horrible. Right. There's no in-between. Yeah, I love Moonrise Kingdom. Absolutely love Moonrise Kingdom. But this movie is so bad. How bad so is bad. it, Kev? Well, like I said, it was so bad I had to go out on IMDb, review it, tell people, stay away from this. The title of my review was... This is the type of movie that makes me hate Hollywood. Now, you look at the cast. This is part of the problem. It, he brings in this prestigious, ridiculously talented cast. We have got Tom Hanks, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Scarlett Johansson, Matt Dillon, Adrian Brody. I mean, it's ridiculous the talented people involved in this piece of garbage. Jason Schwartzman's in it. I mean, it's just, how do you piss this kind of talent away? Ouch. The the story, I guess, <clears throat> what story there is, involves, it's a play that we're filming as a movie. So some of the visuals are interesting because it looks like it's out in the desert, but you can tell it's actually like the old school 50s background where you can go like 10 feet back and then it's a wall painted to like oh, have a God. have a have a road going back in the distance in the desert you know what I'm talking about yeah where it just kind of narrows down right. to the point and it's, and... it's basically a wall in the back that, that oh, they painted God. so they're trying to tell you well, it's a stage play, but it's a movie. It's a movie about a stage play about stupidity. Right, right. And then we get to see what's going on behind the scenes of the stage play. But at the same time, oh. we have to follow the movie of the play where the, the actors are playing these characters about they're stuck in this place called Asteroid City where a bunch of kids were coming to receive awards as junior astronomers or junior space cadets or something like that. This will tell you how little I care about the movie is I'm just going to spitball the details. And then, of course, an alien lands in the middle of their presentation. And it's the dumbest fucking looking idiotic alien ever. And at that point, I'm like, this is going to be a serious complete waste of an hour and 45 minutes of my life. At what point did that happen? About halfway through. I would have bailed. I can't. I have to go all the way through. I have to stick around for Freebird. I have to stick around for Freebird. There's sometimes you just have to cut bait. So I watched the whole damn thing. And you were dumber for it. It's just awful. It is just awful. It's not... It's not Nomadland bad. It's not Francis McDormand shitting in a bucket bad. But it's close. 
It's really close. So it's her pissing in a bucket bad. I mean, it's just, there's no point to the goddamn story. There's no point. There is no point to this movie. It's Ouch. a bunch of big time actors <laughs> running through these lines. And again, it's a movie where they all speak like nobody you know speaks. They either speak really, really fast, using really, really big words, without inflection, without emotion, like robots. I mean, I don't get what people see in movies like this. And I'm not the guy. I don't go see Transformers movies. I don't go see the shitty horror movies. I like a little bit of depth. I like something different in my movies. You want some but not this? Not this. We like intelligence, not pretentiousness. But yeah, there. I'm sure all the critics out. Oh, you don't understand, Wes Anderson. You're not smart enough. Fuck you. We are smart enough. We're smart enough to realize that Asteroid City was is a piece of garbage. Okay. This is why I hate critics. Why I hate Hollywood. I don't understand the appeal of a movie with no plot. People running around just arbitrarily spewing off lines. Every once in a while, one's funny. Yes. But is that worth an hour and 45 minutes of your time, my time, Dave's time? No. Absolutely not. And again, I circle back to the title of my review on IMDb. This is why I hate Hollywood. Boom. One frenzy. Oof. One frenzy. Oof. That's how bad, pointless, and stupid this movie is. One frenzy. I will stay away. It's on Peacock. Stay away. I was tempted to watch it when we get Peacock back. No, 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 no. Watch Twisted Metal. Watch anything else. <laughs> watch anything else. Renfield. Watch Renfield. Renfield. So much better. All right. There we go. All right. As I mentioned, Dave and I will next week be reviewing The Flash. Yep. Debuting on HBO Max as this drops. It hit on Friday, August the 25th. As our buddy Aaron told us, at our Sports Frenzy Fantasy Football Draft. Get over the fact you hate Ezra Miller. Then you can decide whether you're going to like the movie or not. Just remember, Michael Keaton is back as Batman. I have also heard there's another special guest appearance. Ah. That I've only seen one other place. And it's really quick. You have to be looking for it. Because it's basically... One Just, second, they're in gone. So it's during his whole, the Flash's whole... I don't know when it happens. <laughs> that I would be know. my guess. If it's that quick, it's got to be his... I F do not know when it happens. All I know is that there is another special big star guest appearance. Alrighty then. In terms of somebody who played one of the former DC superheroes or was going to. All right. There we go. So definitely go see Sisu. Sisu is a must for the 
action fan. Definitely stay the hell away from Asteroid City. Unless you're a pretentious D-bag. But definitely keep listening to the Sports Frenzy Weekend Edition podcast. Yep, unfortunately no book reviews this week. I have not had time to read with all the concerts. But Dave and I are getting close to a mutual review of the latest from the awesome James Lee Burke, Flags on the Bayou. Dare we say legendary. Yeah, but two weeks away, I would say. Two episodes away, he and I will review the latest from James Lee Burke. Two-time Edgar Award winner. That is a rarity. Yes. The man is gifted beyond belief. He he is the literary genius of our days. Yep. So within the next two weeks, Dave and I will review his brand new book, Flags on the Bayou. But for now, you'll have to put up with segment three, where Dave and I will talk about our shows that we review each and every week. We also have a couple moments of silence. And of course, maybe we play dumbass or not. Maybe. It's always more fun that way. Yes, it is. Four, four of them, just like we had earlier in the week on the uh, sports edition. Yes, so. the, the discussion and banter is more fun than just rattling off what they did. Yep, so one final segment left, one more promo break left. Your Uncle Dave and I will be right back. She walked into my office just as I was reaching for the bottle in my bottom desk drawer. Legs till Tuesday, lips like pillows. I want to hire you, she said, to find Sports Frenzy 2.0. Doll, I said, that would be the easiest case ever. Sports Frenzy 2.0 is on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, everywhere you listen to podcasts. She nodded to herself sat down and smiled. I grabbed two glasses. Life was good. And so is Sports Frenzy 2.0. All right, kids. Third and final segment here for the weekend edition. Hopefully, the grease, the aspirin, they're settling in. You're starting to make plans for your epic failure for Saturday night as opposed to your Friday night epic failure, which we're trying to get you through. He's your Uncle Dave. He's your Uncle Kev. And you know there's eternal hope because you're going to hit it the next night you go out. (laughs) (laughs) You keep telling yourself that. Hope hope springs eternal, like your uncle says. It could happen. Odds are against you, but it could happen as long as you enjoy yourself and don't wind up in silver bracelets. In the back of a squad car, if you're in silver bracelets in a hottie's bed, then you've succeeded. Unless you're in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, (laughs) somewhere where we can watch it happen on (laughs) on patrol live. (laughs) Fullerton, California. We'd love to see it happen. Belusha, Daytona, you know. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, don't get yourself in that position. (laughs) The backseat of a Volkswagen. (laughs) Very uncomfortable position. (laughs) 
All right. We're just going to go crazy nutsy cuckoo here with TV and streaming. We got so much to talk about. The vampires. Oh, my God. Episode seven of season five of What We Do in the Shadows featuring the little gizmos, as I like to Daddy, call them. Daddy, what's a wank? <laughs> You got to tell the kids about the line of the offering to, to Guillermo. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. The setup is <laughs> Laszlo is experimenting, trying to figure out again why Guillermo is not turning into a full-fledged vampire quickly enough. Yeah, so, so he's it, taking DNA from Guillermo and mixing it with different animals. And the abominations ensue. Who can talk? And the dog, because Guillermo will not put them down as Laszlo wants him to, says, for your kindness, this fetching bitch is my daughter. You may lay with her. (laughs) And it's just a dog and gives Guillermo's, yeah, no, thank you, but I'm good. Yes, the the best season in quite a while. <laughs> this this season is phenomenal. Outside of the focus on Colin Robinson and his that one episode, but one he's episode. been fine otherwise. He's great in this. As when, trying when to be the cool teacher. Yeah, when he's with the group, he is great. Mm-hmm. When it's focused on him solo, forget it. Right. One bad episode this year. Yep, and that was it. Yeah, yeah that was the this one. has been a fantastic season. Of oh course, we God. have the latest Tacoma FD episode. Death e- photo. <laughs> episode five of season four. Yes, the photo day has come <laughs> to the precinct. Oh, God. And seeing the, the different reactions from everybody. Why are you so smug? <laughs> yes, Mr. Panizzi, Eddie Panizzi, trying to win a bet, a long-term bet with the chief about using Botox. He's been using it (laughs) the entire time, and he overdoes it. Use the paddles. Use the paddles. (laughs) This is not going to go well. (laughs) No, no, God. Yeah, picture day is just picture day. We like what we like. And I get it, Tacoma FD. If you don't get the, the whole broken, broken lizard, lizard sense thing, of humor, you're you're either not you like get it. it or you don't. We get it. We love it. This season has been, been again rock phenomenal. solid. Yeah, this has been one of the we best we have been seasons. enjoying not only great seasons from Tacoma, but of course, what we do in the shadows. And the sad thing is, both will end too soon. Way too because soon because we don't do full seasons anymore like when we were kids where it was 22 23 26 episodes yeah now you get 8 10 12 if you're lucky yeah now of course coming up here in the future i have alerted dave to the fact that he needs to get peacock because season two of killing it all the episodes have dropped with craig robinson of course last season it involved hunting pythons in the Everglades. <laughs> yeah. Now this year revolves around the original scheme he had. I mean, money-making opportunity involving Saul Palmetto berries. Oh, Lord have mercy. So 
I have taken a little taste, a little sneak peek at the first episode. You, you've eaten of the the palmetto berries. <laughs> little bit, little nibble, little nibble. So far, so good. Now, Dave said next week he's going to have a full review of The Night Agent. Yes, on Netflix. Where are you with Miss with uh, Marshall Railing Givens? I need Labor Day weekend. <laughs> I need I need uh, to block off. I need to block off like seven hours. Dude, you're killing me. I know, but we've had all these concerts. I know this last weekend. You're killing me, Small. I wasted two hours of my life. I could have been watching Raylan watching Asteroid City. That's the problem. I will catch up. You know I will catch up on that. Last I will night not make, we watched I will not make weeks. false promises on Raylan Givens. I will catch up on that. You know I will. You know I will. <sighs> this is not like when you say, you should watch Peaky Blinders, and I go, yeah, I'll get around to it sometime. No. Maybe five years down the road. I will watch City Primeval. Nick. Soon. Nick. Soon. Two weeks ago, Nick started Peaky Blinders. He just started the final season today. Well, Nick doesn't have to do anything other than go to Martin's. Right? He doesn't clean the house. He's not doing anything else. Some of us have responsibilities. And you can watch things in between loads of laundry. All right. My re <laughs> review for this week. My featured review for this week. I am finally through with the three-episode limited series on Paramount+. Plus. Looking back at the heyday of 80s hair metal, I Want to Rock. Featuring extensive interviews with Kip Winger, Dave Snake Sabo of Skid Row, Janet Gardner of Vixen, John Karabi of Motley Crue, among others. This is an awesome series. Three hours of your life, you will love investing that time in this. Especially like Dave and I, if you were a child of the 80s. Now, this is not... The cool thing about it, it is not talking to the heavyweights. You're not talking to Ozzy Osbourne, Vince Neil. No, you're talking to... Brett Michaels, the second the tier. The second tier. And hearing this all transpire from the second tier artists. Listening to Kip... Kip Winger, I love Kip Winger. I have always loved Winger. Despite the fact that, as they he got alludes ridiculed to, they for got no reason whatsoever. There are things that I did not know that happened in his life that blew me away. I knew that he had moved on at one point into classical music, and he composed classical music for the stage, and was nominated for a Grammy for his composition at one point. But there are other things in his personal life that happened that I did not realize, and I give him unbelievable credit for rising above it, keeping his band, his rock band intact, and still kicking. Awesome, great music they're still putting out. But the, the, the guy to listen to him in his early years, and nobody gave him a chance. Yeah. Everybody basically called him a pretty boy who couldn't write who couldn't play. 
seriously, that was ridiculous. Janet Gardner of Vixen got the exact same thing on the opposite end. You know, bunch of you're a bunch of slut playing heavy metal. Can you do you play yeah. your own music? Yeah. Right. They all come off extremely intelligent, grounded. They know who they are now. Even Dave, Dave Snake Sable of Skid Row. Now he did kind of throw Sebastian Bach under the bus a little bit, which I expected. But Sebastian kind of threw himself under the bus as a young 18-year-old being thrown into the spotlight the way he was. Right. They did not they did not help him as they should have. But Dave Sabo does a great job of promoting mental health going to seek therapy if you need help. Um, it's just a fantastic three episodes. If it had gone eight or nine episodes, I don't think it would have worked. This is the perfect compressed three-episode retrospective with these B-level hair metal superstars. John Karabi talking about his work with Motley Crue and why it ultimately failed. And now he's at peace with himself. Just fantastic. And Very cool. I will say my rating is biased because, again, of when this I grew up. This is our genre. Yes. It's a three and a half frenzies for me. But, again, it's because this is the era of music that I grew up with that I love. These are the bands that we still will go see when we get the opportunity. Right. So if you are a child of the 80s like Dave and I, check out... I want to rock on Paramount Plus. Three episodes, roughly three hours, definitely worth your time. Now, in TV and streaming news, a couple of finalized air dates for some shows of interest coming up. Number one, Fargo on FX Season 5 will debut November the 21st. I believe John Hamm is in this one, All among right. others, of course. Yeah. And then I will probably check this out to see if it's any good. I'm not going to commit long-term. October the 12th on Paramount Plus, Frasier returns. As Kelsey Grammer resuscitates, revives his classic character that, of course, <sighs> originated on Friends. What, what was on the Friends, date on, on Cheers. that? Why did I say Friends? Cheers. I don't know. On Cheers. Yes. What was the date? October the 12th. Because I've read so much. You know, I was reading stuff about Friends with, today. With the lack of new content, with the writer's strike and everything, why would CBS not just put this out on regular well here's the thing i'm hoping for maybe a little more adult content maybe frazier gets to to let loose with to a couple f-bombs once in a while be yeah when he gets frustrated to just yeah. let it loose yeah okay yeah no i know why it, i said friends because i was reading an article today from one of the bitter ex-writers of the show Talk basically throwing everybody under the bus saying, you know, they're all nasty, mean, evil people. 
Because I got the shaft. Yeah, I only lasted one season. They never made me feel welcome. So Probably all... because you were useless and didn't contribute to the show. Well, yeah, this writer says she she got brought in, and she was a drama writer, but somehow she got brought in on a sitcom. And I don't understand why they did it, but I was never going to turn the job down. And then she sits there and what? whines and cries about how she didn't feel welcome and how she didn't feel like she fit in. Well, well there gee, you go. go. You just figure. explained it. You just explained it yourself. Yeah. Sorry. Bye-bye. Sorry. When I make a mistake, I like to explain why I made the mistake. Sorry. Little uh, little foible of mine. There you go. All right. Moments of silence. Now, I did not watch This Is Us. I know a lot of people love the show. Eh, never watched One it. Of the never key, cared. Key characters, key actors of the show. Ron Cephas Jones passed away here recently. Now, much more important for again. <sighs> this the, this is the big gun this week that passed away. You cannot admit that you did not watch soap operas, primetime soap operas when you were younger. Because you're lying. You're full of shit. We all did. We watched Dynasty. We watched Dallas. We watched Falcon's Crest. We watched Knott's Landing. We watched all that bullshit. Uh, no. I never watched... Oh, you liar! You never watched Dallas? never watched any of them. Couldn't have cared less. You are the only person I know. Male or female. Never watched any. I'm not saying watched all of them, but I'm saying you at least had to watch Dallas. I've never seen an entire episode. I saw five minutes here, five minutes there. Have no clue. It was right after Dukes of Hazard, and I switched off. Didn't couldn't have cared less. Well, I watched Dallas for a couple years. Good for you. The creator when they asked. Who shot JR? I said, who cares? See, this is what I have to deal with, kids. The pretentiousness. I was above it all. I was above it all. I just didn't all. care. It made... I... Guilty pleasures. This is what we try to encourage here on the show. Yeah, these Stop were not guilty listening pleasures. To critics. Yes, they were. Not for me. David Jacobs, the creator of Dallas and... Knott's Landing passed away here within the last few days. Yep. Thoughts and prayers to his family and friends. Major contributions to television through the 80s. But not according to you. I can acknowledge what he meant to those like yourself. I just didn't care. It was fun. For a little period of time, it was fun eh. to watch the soap opera stuff. Even the daytime stuff. No, I was all in on General Hospital. Oh, there we go. See, I knew it. I knew it at some point. I knew it. Maybe not the the nighttime stuff, but the daytime stuff. There was General Hospital. Okay, there. I am exonerated. There we go. Spending summers at my grandparents, they had no cable. And my grandparents watched One Life to Live and General Hospital. There you go. And I got into the whole Cisco and Felicia and 
I am officially <laughs> exonerated. You've heard it, kids, on this podcast. He denies, denies, denies the Dallas Falcons crest, not landing stuff, but he admits to the daytime stuff. I feel, yes. I feel exonerated. There were, there were three years of watching One Life to Live and General Hospital through the summers. That's fine. See, see, you are one of us. But just not the nighttime stuff. That's fine. But you watched the soap I operas. did watch some soaps. You are. I, I knew you were. I knew you were. I knew it. Everybody You're does. one of us. Yeah, now you now you come aboard. <laughs> now all of a sudden. At after, some point. After giving me shit for five minutes, now you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're all part of the family. The jackass. daytimes are different you from jackass. the nighttime. No, they're not the same the same <laughs> crap it is i just like to to push your buttons i remember i knew you told me in the past maybe not the nighttime stuff but i knew you had watched soap the opera. frisco and felicia <laughs> all right are we ready to play america's favorite game show yes i think we are as we wrap up the weekend edition, of course, we close out with the Red Forum and Dumbasses of the Week, but we're going to have a little fun as we like to do when we have more than one or two. Your Uncle Dave will be the contestant this week on Dumbass or Not. Now, we need to create our own theme song for this. I know. We need to get a, like a little Casio keyboard and, and compose <laughs> and <play> something. <laughs> All right, now this one we discussed a little bit um, in our off time over the past week, so you know this one's coming. But this ties into a story that we've been talking about on the sports edition, which is the whole controversy with Michael Ower and the blind side and all that crap. But you did not know until I brought it up last week. There were idiots out there, trolls out there, living in their mother's basement, actually saying Sandra Bullock needed to give up her Oscar that she won for The Blind Side because of this controversy with Michael Ower and the Tuies. And we called those guys idiots and morons. Yeah, and, and their logic is just... It's skewed beyond belief. Yeah, I was going to say, quote-unquote, brilliant, because... <clears throat> They're saying that, well, now we know that this true story is now fiction. So That does not take away from the performance in the movie. Last time I checked, they don't do that with the Oscars. They don't say fiction, best actress, nonfiction, best actress. That's not how it works. They all get put in the same category regardless mm -hmm. of it's a biography, an action movie, Sci-fi, it doesn't matter. It's all in the same category. Male, female, it doesn't matter. Kid Rock. Uh, Kid Rock should never have <clears throat> posted that video of himself shooting up all those Bud Light bottles, cans, whatever, because now he has been filmed drinking, drinking Bud, Light. Bud Light. Dumbass is as dumbass is. 
Yeah, I, I try to like the guy. I do. I try my best to like the guy. Yeah, he's there's something about him. You know, he comes from money trying to play the trailer park guy. No, it's a persona. Said. Well, the thing that really pisses me off is everybody rips on Ted Nugent. But at least Ted Nugent's honest, whether you like him Ted or hate Nugent him. Ted Nugent is Ted Nugent. He is who he is. Yeah. He doesn't pretend to be somebody he's not. And again, if you don't like what he says, that's fine. But Kid Rock comes off as a manipulator. He comes yeah. off as a marketer. All he's trying to do is, is do promote what's best himself. in the moment to promote himself. All right, got to get a little wrestling in here. Got to get a little, a little wrestling, wrestling in here. The AEW Tag Team Champions, FTR. Cash Wheeler, one of the two members of FTR, arrested in Florida in a road rage incident. Dope. Aggravated assault with a firearm. Basically flashed a gun in a traffic incident. Dumbass. And this is, again, where I will go back to what we have said time and time again on this podcast. Sports, pop culture, doesn't matter. When you are given a gift, anywhere from being the, the world's greatest actor or actress to being a world championship wrestler. With celebrity comes responsibility. Do not throw the opportunity away. Once your prime is passed, once your time is gone, then you go sleep with 15 hookers at a time, smoking pot, shooting up heroin, whatever. But don't throw away the years where you are the star, you are the focus, you are making the money. And it just boggles my mind when celebrities even celebrity wrestlers do stuff like this there's no excuse walk away just walk away because <laughs> you're going to be banking more money than that other person is going to make an entire year in a week and a responsible gun owner does not flash their gun Now, this one finally is going to take a couple minutes to discuss because this one pisses me off beyond all fucking belief. There is a new edition of Queen's Greatest Hits that has been released. How many is that now? I don't know. 57? <clears throat> Now, supposedly, this is only applying to a certain new streaming platform, but I have heard that it is carrying over into the bigger platforms. I hope Spotify, I hope Pandora, the biggest ones, aren't following in the footsteps. But, and there's an absolutely pathetic, awful, and you know I love Ultimate Classic Rock, my favorite rock and roll website. Right. They're an idiot. Idiot writer for them tried to justify this, and in his little short little essay, basically proves the point of how this is stupid. Fat Bottom Girls has been pulled from Queen's Greatest. Oh, come on! Because of body shaming. Oh, it celebrates. It's a celebration 
of bigger women. Now, Come here, on! Now here's your justification. This this new greatest Ugh. here's the hypocrisy, the stupidity, and the hypocrisy. A big woman, you made a big man out of me. Come on, seriously. Here's the hypocrisy. So, fat bottom girls no longer on the latest edition of Queen's Greatest Hits because they're trying to make it more family friendly. Oh, more bullshit. kid friendly. Here's my question for the writer at Ultimate Classic Rock and all the other idiots out there who agree with this. Have you listened to the lyrics to Bohemian Rhapsody? Mama just killed a man, put a gun up to his head, pulled Hold my trigger, trigger now, now he's, he's dead. dead. That's okay for a kid-friendly version of Queen's Greatest Hits. But you can't have fat bottom girls. You make the rockin' world go round. This is the problem with cancel culture. This is the problem with censorship. It's all hypocritical. It's bullshit. You it don't needs to dare, stop. You don't dare take Bohemian Rhapsody out of Queen's Greatest Hits, despite the fact the lyrics are much more offensive and dangerous when you're talking about kids. But Fat Bottom Girls got to pull that off. Absolute stupidity. Complete dumbass move. Absolutely ridiculous. Do not condone it in any way, shape, or form. Shame on you. And I think this one goes down as a runner for runner in the running. In the running for, for dumbass of the year. Yes. Absolutely. This is unbelievably stupid. Un again, done look at the shit. lyrics for the other Queen songs you're going to include on this new Another one text. bites the dust? It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm over it and I'm tired of it. Target's throwing big fat women out there in bikinis in their ads. And but you we can't, can't play fat bottom But girls. we can't play fat bottom girls. And I'm telling you, I will go on Spotify first thing tomorrow morning and see if they've pulled it. I will go on Pandora and see if they've pulled it. Because if they have, shame on them. Even though they are our main podcast host, shame on them for falling for this cancel culture bullshit. Of course, Dave is typing furiously, trying to find out if Fat Bottom Girls is still available on Spotify. You better you better stop it, otherwise they're gonna oh, take yeah, the whole episode will. down. Yeah, sorry. Yes, it's still on we, Spotify. We can play a short segment. We can play a short snippet. Proof of it. it has not been pulled yet. Thank God. Thank God they haven't fallen for this crap. Done again, with all the shit. Done. Get over yourselves. Get over your butt hurt selves. Move on with your lives. We all have flaws. We've all been made fun of for something. We've all been ridiculed for something. You know what? You're strong. You get over it. I can't Deal with it. it and move I, on. I need to go to therapy. I have to see a therapist because I've I can't been made it. fun of. I've made fun of others. Deal with it and move on. 
Check out the sports edition on Thursdays. We'll see you back. Well, not see you. We'll talk to you again next Saturday. As always. With a review of The Offspring. Finally, bucket list. Another bucket list band for us. Simple Plan and Sum 41 as well. So, seven days from now, your hangover cure. We'll be back. Uncle Dave, Uncle Kev, we'll check you out then. We're out. Bumba-dee-da, bumba-dee-da, bumba-dee-da. Happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. Keep smiling until then. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails to you until we meet. Ah! Uh...